Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Two Feet Apart with me, your host, Peachy Patra. Today, we have Andrew Robinson, also known as Drewski the Entertainer, and we will be interviewing him about his life story and some of the vulnerable moments that have happened in it. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, yeah, so my name is Andrew Robinson. I've been entertaining since I was a kid. Um, love sports uh backgrounds jamaican um i lived in toronto all of my life just recently turned 30. um been a, a firm believer of giving back to community so i've always been volunteering somehow some way um i'm a fashion guy um love to converse love to have fun very vibrant um just jack of all trades Literally jack of all trades. Awesome. I love it. Um, what would you say is your definition of entertainer? Um, just entertainer. Well, entertainer for me has always been just taking what I love to do and just giving people the opportunity to be free of what they got to deal with at home. Um, as an entertainer, I noticed that um, it changes a lot of things like entertainment really changed the atmosphere or the vibe of rather it between two people 10 people 50 people 100 people um and i've had the pleasure of being on stage rather i was rapping or emceeing or hosting um co-hosting or acting um it's just it, it you change the atmosphere um, that's the blessing about being an entertainer. So I, I take, when it comes to being an entertainer, I feel like that's kind of like the key thing. The key aspect is just creating an atmosphere that people feel safe, feel also uneven, making them think, making them have fun, making them reflect, making them feel like an enjoyment's coming out of it. That's awesome. I love that. And I like that you said kind of helps take away from whatever they may have going on at home because so many people use that as their outlet, their escape, watching comedy, watching rap videos, watching anything um, is so powerful to helping those people that can't have the physical escape all the time. So that's awesome. Absolutely. What would you say is your current passion and purpose in life right now? Um, right now, to be honest with you, just to be, the path is just to be the best person I can be um, in whatever I do. Whatever I touch has to be organic, real, um, not just giving back to myself, but giving back to others. Um, and just being vibrant in everything I do. Like I said, like I've been an entertainer all my life. Um, this was not something that I just read about. Um, it just naturally happened. Um, I've, I've never been scared to be on stage. And if I was, I'd lose it within seconds. Um, so my path has always been entertainment, always been bringing the culture into entertainment. Um, not looking towards the clout, but looking towards the atmosphere and infrastructure of the culture of entertainment. So that's, that's my pathway. And also giving back. That's, I take pride in giving back to communities or, you know, youth, whatever. But those two are like the predominant things that I 
is my pathway. Yeah. Um, what are examples of things that you do to give back? Um, so uh, I recently did this. Um, there's a foundation called the Turk Foundation. Now, I know certain people have talked about it. Um, it's an artist who was a part of a song called Wish I Could, which is trending right now in the city. Um, his name is Turk. He has a foundation that he deals with giving back to youth, um, doing boxing, um, sports, um, helping the homeless, all that stuff. Shout out to him if he's hearing this. Um, I uh, recently, because I work in retail, I saved up a little bit of money, plus um, had stuff that was left from certain people that didn't want it no more, or didn't care for it. And I created a box uh, for him to take and give to whoever needed it. Um, I also had stuff at home. Um, me and my mom put stuff together and had like 10 bags of stuff, um, rather it be for men, for women, some toys, I had a PS4 in there that I put in um, objects, Christmas items, just gave it away to him. And he actually provides that to uh, less fortunate people. He gives that to young men, young women, uh, families that don't have it, uh, people that don't have it. He reaches out to them directly, which I loved about him because he doesn't just let it just sit there and just give some to certain people and keep it, he actually just gives it all. So I'm a firm believer if you're gonna give, give it all. Don't just, you know, just give a little and then that's it. You gotta give. So, you know, those are little things that um, I've done. Plus just giving back to communities, rather be Jane and Finch and different areas. Um, and I'm still giving. Rather it be knowledge, rather it be objective, um, mentally, spiritually, I'm always giving. That's great. What would you say, you mentioned as one of your last notes, their knowledge, which kind of brought me into my next question anyway. Um, what would you say is your biggest piece of wisdom and advice that, for example, say that you had to send one message to everyone in the world, regardless of their position, regardless of their financial abilities, who they are, how old they are, just one message to everybody in the world, what would it say? Marathon continues. It's not a, it's not a race. It's a marathon. Um, I've always been a fan of Nipsey. Um, Nipsey has always, um, I've always enjoyed his music. And that's one of the things I always took away in life is that everyone's trying to make things a race. Who's going to be the top of this, the top of that. And uh, it seems like we forget that, um, Everyone has their own lane. Everyone has their own way of living. There's, everyone has their own experiences. And also, you know, my mom used to say, today for me, tomorrow for you. You know, like everyone's going to have their moment to, to have their shine, to have their day. But that doesn't mean you don't put in work. You got to continue to put in the grind. You got to put in the hard work. You got to be determined, pray, you know, stay focused, stay positive you know, and, and your time will come. Perfect. I like that. And I like what your mom said in terms of, you know, today for me, tomorrow for you, instead of taking away from one or the other and saying that, you know, people seem to think that there's only so much success to go around or so much happiness to go around where we can all have it and we can all have our own 
amount of it because not everyone needs the same amount, but you don't need to take away from others to be able to preserve that for yourself. And I think that that's really powerful. And that's something that that's awesome. I wrote what she said down so I can remember that because that's pretty good advice. Shout out to my mom and dad for that. They always taught me, you know, like the Caribbeans, they always give you those parables. So I've always walked around with those type of parables today for me, tomorrow for you. My mom, you can add this one because this one is also one that I've kept with me for, for the past year. Um, your tomorrow will be greater than your today. That's, that's mm -hmm. something that my mom's always um, told me. She, she's always brought to our attention. Um, tomorrow will always be greater than your today. If you don't think you're going to have it great today, don't worry. Keep praying. Tomorrow will be a better day. You just got to keep believing. That's awesome. So good. And I like that the theme of a lot of what you're saying is this concept of perseverance and just continuing and just kind of pushing through. Um, so in terms of that, what are some challenges that you often face? Um, I think one of the biggest challenges I've faced was um, five years ago, rest is so I lost my father. Um, he's, he was uh I always tell people I'm a son of a legend. Um, he was always there. He was a great father, wonderful father, took care of my mom, took care of, you know, me and my older brother. Um, he was a true example of what a father should be, a great example. And um, when he passed away, it was a, a quite setback because, um, you know, when you have somebody, it's different when you don't have somebody in your life and you find out about that person, but it, it, it's also different when you had a person for so long that when they're gone, they're not there no more. Like mm -hmm. you're so used to that person that the existence is like, once it's gone, it's like, you don't know what to do from there. So it, it was a challenge because like, I'm the last one. So I'm, as they call, I'm the wash belly in the, in the family. So it, it was hard because you know, I've, I've learned so much from my dad. And, you know, when you have that head of the household and he's gone, it's like, where do you go from here? Like, you know, what do you do? Like, where, where next? So that was one of my biggest challenges of, of trying to step up as a young man. Um, you know, learn about things, especially in the past five years that he wasn't really physically there with me obviously he's there in spirit but like physically with me like you know he's not there so i had to channel myself um you know stay motivated stay positive um you know do my best to help inside the house um keep my my chin high um and also just being a young black man in this society you know it's 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 hard like for me to sit in front of you and say i'm 30 as much as people be like, yeah, that's whatever, that, that's a lot. Because a lot of people that were born in 1990 did not live to see this age in their life. You know what I'm saying? I take that very humbly. Because rather it be violence, rather it be greed, envy, um, you know, it, it's just so much that a young black man goes through. Young, young men in general go through, but especially young black men. So for me to sit here and wake up every day and, and see life and it's it's a challenge because there's so much so much negativity out there and you can just easily within a second just turn into that so to stay on that thin and narrow pathway of just 
being true to yourself and being who you are and never forgetting where you came from and stuff like that it's it's a challenge but you know you got to be a candlestick of hope for other people to follow so that's kind of like what i strive and continue to keep my mind on absolutely and you have a really good point there and i think um it's weird because you know, one of my growing fears is one day bringing children into this world and there'll obviously be children of color and, you know, having them face these struggles and everything that you think might slowly be going away and you just see that it's not. And, you know, you read the Facebook posts and it might be somewhere far away in the States, but then you notice someone in your town is commenting something um, that's, hatred towards people of color and things like that and it's just such a hard thing to almost wrap your head around even if it's something you've experienced your whole life it's exactly what you said it's humbling to be able to make it to certain ages to be able to accomplish certain things because there's so many people especially in that community that aren't able to which is awful um but like i said it's one of those things that you really just bring so much awareness to absolutely Absolutely. Um, and one of the things that you had said was that your biggest challenge was losing your father. Um, sorry to hear about your loss. And I'm wondering if maybe this was one of your pivot moments. Um, you know, I've noticed we all have them. And it's funny because last night I was watching Grey's Anatomy. And in the episode, they wanted to give... Uh, the organs of a police officer to the individual that was a suspect for the shooting. Um, and the individual was 15 years old. And this other police officer said, listen, we know this kid, he's in the system. This could be one of his pivot moments. You know, sometimes things have to hit the lowest, the bottom of the barrel for you to be able to be like, oh, I need to change my perspective or change things. And so they ended up going through with it. And I recognized that I've had several pivot moments in my life, one of them being losing my father. Um, and, you know, they all changed me in a dramatic but very different way. Would you say that this was one of those pivot moments for you? Absolutely. Um, like I said, when you're accustomed to somebody, and it's not like somebody that's just there for like two hours and he leaves. Like, we're talking about, being there 24 seven, like you come home seeing him, you go places seeing him, you, you, you do things with him, you have fun with him. When you're, when you're used to somebody and that somebody's not there physically anymore, it's a challenge because it's like stuff that you would do, you can't do it as much. You know, the things you would say to that person, you can't say it because they are not physically there. You know, even down to like, being in an environment where that person dwelt, like even in a household, like, you know, I know people can relate where, you know, somebody passed and gone and it's like even walking in the house, the smell of them is still in the air and you can feel it. And it's like, it makes you think like of everything that happened and even like the way they died or days before they died or even when you were younger. So it, it, it was a pivotable moment for me but I I tell people this that when people ask me like why was I so mentally raised because my dad sat me down and he told me the instructions you know he, he sat me down and he told me like his time's coming and that I had to prepare myself 
mentally for what's mm-hmm. to come. So as much as it hurt that he's, you know, not here, he did warn me. He did tell me. He did reassure me that, you know, I have no choice but to be successful. That's one of the last sentences he told me one-on-one conversation was, I have no choice. And when a man in his caliber who's so caring, so giving, um, so God-fearing, so respectful, um, looks you in the eye and says, you have no choice but to be successful. You can't take that with a grain of salt. You got to you gotta carry that. So it, it, it's definitely a load. That was one of probably, if not one, the most pivotal moment in my life. And do you think him saying that, um, as much as it drove you, do you think it placed that weight on your shoulders? Or was it something that, you know, some people can take that in both ways, like the second you feel yourself failing, or, you know, sometimes things need multiple attempts, um, or things just aren't for you, so they just fail and don't happen. Did you find that in those moments you really held it, close and you kind of were hard on yourself because of that conversation or do you think you gave yourself grace and kind of moved through it because you learned that perseverance um I feel like I understood the challenge that was gonna I was gonna face um I didn't know what it was gonna be because we don't know what the next day brings or the next year brings but I was motivated enough to know that whatever came I was going to be thankful. I, I'm, 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 I'm a God-fearing guy. People who know me know that, you know, if it wasn't for God, I would not be here. And if it wasn't for God, I would not be the guy that I am. And it's because, you know, the prayers from my parents and people around me and plus him, you know, keep strengthening me and makes me understand that even when stuff goes bad, it's for a reason. You know, if I didn't go through these bad things, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, um, be as tunnel visioned or appreciate certain things. Just like with, with this COVID thing, something bad has to happen for us to appreciate something more. And it made me understand the things that I've been going through. It's a testament to say that it could have been worse, but I've learned. I'm always under the learning tree. I tell people I'm always under the learning tree. So, you know, I used it as motivation and I also, put that weight on me because you know everybody who knows me knows I'm a risk taker everybody who knows me like I got I come from a a father and a mother that has a lion heart like they they don't do there's no such thing as quit in them they're Jamaicans they're not Jamaicans you know like we always believe that we can somehow some way we're gonna make it work it may not work today it may not work tomorrow but we're gonna figure it out so you know I was I was happy on either side That's good. And it's, I think it's really important that you were able to find that balance in it because like I said, some people get so hung up on it and they hold themselves so accountable and get so down and then they're right back in another dark place that they have to find a way to dig themselves out of. I find that especially with men of color, um, there's such big stigma around mental health. Um, And I find that whether it's just from society today and the culture that we're in and everything that's going on or traumatic life events, there's always some mental health work that needs to be done. Um, People that say that they always have good mental health is like saying they never get colds and flus. Like everyone has 
highs and lows and dips. Um, and obviously some are a lot more significant than others, um, but everyone has some sort of scale that they stay on. Um, what is a way that you managed to kind of maintain and work on your mental health to ensure that, you know, you could use the trauma that you went through and everything in a positive and moving way, as opposed to just kind of holding on to it? Prior. Yeah. Prior has always been, in, in, in this family, prior has always been one of the most influential things that has molded us to be where we are right now. Um, a lot of things could have been worse if it wasn't prior. Um, and as a baby, I was always taught to pray. Regardless if it's good or bad, pray. Because, you know, you got to, certain things you just got to learn. It, it, it's, it's something that's inside of you. And if you don't pray about it and let it go, it, like, it carries you. You know what I'm saying? And um, we're human, regardless, even if we pray about it, we're going to still have that mindset. But the fact that you can pray about it and, you know, talk and have a one-on-one -on -one with the big man and let him sort it out from there, that's one of the biggest things I've done. Um, even if it's just not going on me, sometimes just throwing up a, a prayer in your mind, you know. Um, other things have always been music. You know, a lot of people understand music really can put your mind on a level, um, depending on the music you listen to. Um, I'm an old soul, regardless if I'm 30. Um, I've always listened to old school music. My mom will tell you, uh, one of my birthdays, she bought me like an R&B soul ballad um, CDs, and I've listened to every single one of them. Um, it's soothing, you know, like the music, the harmony, you know, the story, the lesson, the vibe, it, 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 um, it's so vibrant. So, you know, music, um, sometimes just like, one of the things I've normally done as of late, which I, I, I love social media for, a lot of people, they delete certain things on social media, um, especially like Instagram posts and stuff. If people notice, I've always kept photos from when I first started Instagram till now, not because of people, but I did it for myself. Um, I always go back and look at all the photos of how I was, how I looked, you know, like what I was doing. And then I start looking through the channels of, because every time you look at a post, you can always remember what you were doing in that time or what was happening in that year. So I've always looked at my posts. And if you look at my posts, it's been like a story of like the development of how I used to be to how I am, the growth, the maturity, the, the look, the, the, the way I talk. Um, so it, I, I use all those as um, ways to stay balanced because it's, it's like I said, it's, it's hard, especially mental health and stuff like that you can't talk to anybody can't just go up and call the phone and talk to any individual about things because sometimes people will use that for their greater good or for their benefit so i've always 
learn to um, find peace within myself and find it within myself. And then if push comes to shove, if I can talk to somebody, I will. But I've always said you have to start with yourself first. You have to learn to have a conversation with yourself, figure it out yourself. Because if you can't figure it out yourself, it's not, not people outside can figure it out for you. You know what I'm saying? You got to figure it out within your own mind. And sometimes it's coming off the phone and just being alone and just being in a zone, rather listening to music, praying, whatever, just being your zone. And, and then there, if you need a little help, then you can reach out. That's powerful. And I like what you said about, you know, just little things like not deleting the Instagram post and just kind of keeping that and looking back at it because I do the exact same thing. And don't get me wrong, my account's fairly new because I, I think I started this one um, after I had gotten separated. But even then, like just to see who I was just under two years ago is a completely different person than who I am now. Um, and I always try to reflect a little bit in each of my captions or to have some sort of insight to, you know, I'm a pretty private person. You can't tell a lot about me from my social media aside from that I like mountains and stuff like that. Um, but if you like, I know myself enough that if I look at those captions, I can say, oh yeah, like this is kind of the mindset I was in and bring myself back there. Um, and that's even what I'm doing with this podcast, just kind of keeping that record of who I was on that day. What were my beliefs and how can I improve and learn? What can I learn from that day? Absolutely. Which is so good. Um, what about your story do you think is important for other people to hear? What about my story? Mm -hmm. um, like about my life in general? However you want to interpret it. Um, I, I feel like if someone was to take in my story, it would be um, pressure makes diamonds. That's kind of like part of what I would consider my life to be pressure makes diamonds um one thing my mom always told me is that one thing she loved about me is that i always seem to f make it work i don't give up regardless if the odds are stacked against me i keep going um you're, you're looking at a guy that was the last to be picked um in basketball runs when i was in elementary school um <laughs> I was I was disrespected in certain ways, treated certain ways, and, and I stayed true to myself. And I kept being motivated and kept working hard. I, I I didn't look at what others were doing. I just I just said my time will come, and I just kept chugging along. And you know, it's just pressure really makes diamonds. It really does. And if no one believes it, I'm, I'm an example where, you know, I may not have had the biggest struggles like other people, but I had struggles. And struggles are struggles regardless if it's big or small. Because certain people change within the smallest of struggles. Mm -hmm. um, so with the struggles that I've experienced and made it over, um, and I'm still true to myself, um, and I'm still pushing, and I still have that, that motivation, um pressure does make diamonds really does perfect 
Thank you for sharing everything with us today. I really appreciate it. Um, you're more than welcome if there's anything that you're currently working on or you're trying to raise awareness for to share about it now. Um, right now, um, well, first of all, thank you for um, putting me on your podcast. It was greatly appreciated. I know you didn't have to, but you did. And I definitely thank you for your time. Um, right now, just like stuff that I'm pretty much pushing is just giving back to different communities. Um, you know, I've, I've been writing it down in books of like different organizations, rather be young men, young women, uh, just trying to figure out like organizations so I could give back to. So if people have any organizations that, that they know, please add me on Instagram. Um, I'm working on a couple of business moves that in the new year people will see, but I definitely feel like these businesses I have planned will definitely change the infrastructure of Canada. Um, and that's what I'm, I'm pushing towards. And it will definitely create employment, opportunity, all that stuff. So I'm, I'm very driven on that. Um, we, I do have a podcast with my brothers. Um, it's called the Man Don't Care Podcast. Um, we talk about a lot of things. Um, greatest thing about it is this is just, we don't script these things. These, these are just stuff that we talk about on a daily and we've known each other for years, rather it be in high school or in college. And we've gone through ups and downs together. And we, we still brothers. We, we still agree on things. We still disagree on things, but we, we brothers. And that's how grown people are supposed to be. So we created that podcast called Man Don't Care. So you can check that out at the Man Don't Care podcast on every platform you can think of. And um, yeah, a lot more. Just got to tune in. Perfect. I was just about to say um, that you could let us know where listeners can find or support you. Is it just your podcast or do you want to include anything else there? Um, well, we, we have the podcast there. There, You can follow me on Instagram as of now when the businesses come out. Definitely going to be promoting it and pushing it out there. Um, I don't want to really put what the business are out there just because I was taught the best things are kept in silence. So, yeah. I'm just, uh, uh, yeah, pretty much. And another thing, um, just hope people just, you know, turn to the big man, you know, turn to God. God's always looking out for people. You just got to make sure, you know, you look to him. Perfect. Thank you again. No problem. Thank you very much for your time. My pleasure.